RadioInfluence.com. Get this thing started, man. It's the DJ Eakin Podcast. Of course, I am DJ Eakin, Tampa's most connected DJ. And of course, this does not work. It does not work. And I must say this before we begin this pod. It does not work without a beautiful, the lovely Brittany Gonzalez. Brittany, what? Brittany, what? let me ask you a question, Brittany. Every week we start this pod and I try to give you this, this introduction that is way up here because I think that you should be put on a pedestal. And then you come back with the minute I lead in with, hey, beautiful, you go, whatever. Are you still are you still in this thing from the pandemic where you hate, hey, beautiful? You already know it's no, hey, beautifuls for me. Say but, something different. But, Gorgeous. Say queen. Uh, something else. Just beautiful. I'm tired of it. We're what, all tired of it. Why are you? OK, look, look. OK, I, hold that thought. Hold that thought like one second. Let me introduce my man, my man, the one and only King Keon is here. Jersey City, one of its finest in the building. And um, I, I want to talk more to you, King Keon, as, as we as we do this thing on the pod about what you're into, what you got going on. But but let me bring you up into something since you're just being introduced to the lovely Brittany Gonzalez, my co-host here on the DJ Aiken podcast. And let me let me let me get your thoughts on this. Back when okay. the pandemic was going on, and Brittany constantly teaches me things here. So we, let's just get right into it. I, I give her her props. She constantly teaches me things here. And Brittany says that one of the worst things that a man can do is to come in her DMs flying with, hey, beautiful. Now, now, as a man, first of all, have you, have you ever hit somebody's DMs with, hey, beautiful? And, and I don't, first of all, you know, before you even go there, Brittany, why okay. do you feel like, why do you hate it so much? Because it's tired. It's like every guy uses it. I see it in the comments on other girls' pages and stuff. So it's like to me, it's it's you're not even putting in effort. You're not trying. You're just throwing stuff out there and see who responds. I don't like that. Oh wow, King, uh, King you you heard it. Now, I, now I don't know if I, I should just walk you into these things that happen here on the pod, but here you go. Now now you're in here. What are your thoughts on the? And have you first of all? Have you ever okay. have you ever sent a hey beautiful text? Because one of the things Brittany said too was she thinks that the average guy who hits her with a hey beautiful text has probably sent that text to like ten other chicks and waiting to yes. see who he gets to hit back from. Your thoughts right. on that? I, I I mean I ain't gonna lie I definitely did it before but I was way I was like <laughs> 18, 17, like you know what I mean right yeah. You get a little older, you get more experience, you understand you gotta stand out. That's just not gonna cut it. So me personally, I like to go bold. Like I okay. might just lie to your DMs like with your fine ass. Like <laughs> oh, no, no, damn, Brittany. <laughs> something, that, something to make you smile or laugh or whatever, just to stand out. But hey beautiful is definitely like copy and paste at this point. Yes. So yes. basically, so basically, I've met a new brother, got got a new brother here that I'm cool with. He stands on the side of Brittany. So you saying that the, the hey beautiful text I might have shot this morning, it wasn't worth nothing. Not saying that I did, but if I did shoot one this morning, it wasn't worth anything. I just said, you gotta spice it up. You gotta spice it up. You gotta just come with a little something different. She okay. probably get a yeah. those thousands of the hey beautifuls. I kinda, you know, no, I kinda, I kinda, I honestly think though, I ain't saying I'm gonna just take take your swag you just gave me, but I, that might be t shirt material right there too, with your fine ass. Just walk right by, girl, you, girl, you. You right there, because the way Britney, the way Britney just fell right into laughter, I almost felt like y'all was going to dinner just then. Like, 
she oh just was God. she just was like <laughs> Girl, it wasn't that damn funny come on Brittany you just was <laughs> as I okay well well I guess we somewhere now man I I I gotta think about I gotta think about my approach now I feel not that I'm a hey beautiful type of guy but I don't know bro I, I, I just meeting you you kind of set a bar just then because I, I and it seemed kind of simple but maybe it was your delivery with your fine ass. I, and, and the way Britney's response was, I feel like I'm lacking a little something in maybe my DM approach. Maybe I'm lacking something. Just retire the Hey Beautiful. Retire yeah. it. Just let it go? Okay. We're going to do that, man. My man, as I said, King Keon is here. Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, Bro, you into quite a few things. Uh, the music, I got a chance to listen to it. I want to say I'm liking what I'm hearing. And and especially, I went to your to Instagram page. And whenever I hear that, Buster Rhymes, put your hands where my eyes can see beat, because I am just so it's out there and clear. I am a New Yorker first. I am from the Bronx. So anything, uh, anytime anybody decides to touch like a, you know, a put your hands where my eyes can see, it's it's like one of them beats that you kind of be like, I cannot wait to hear what comes next. I cannot right. wait. Um, and yeah, I, I I especially remember the pandemic line. I, I, that one kind of stuck out a lot. I, I, I kind of like that line a lot. Let's get a little bit right. on your history, man. What what? How did you get into this rap thing? Because without telling too much of your story, you played Division One football in college. You are mm-hmm. Golden Gloves material. Health mm-hmm. is wealth is a heavy hashtag you're running, which means that there is definitely some health action going on. How does the rap game fit into all of this? Um. I mean, well, dating back, like, my, my family always had deep roots in the music. So, like, uh, my grandfather was a band player and a singer. You know, he's a, a stand, stellar pianist. You know what I mean? My father was a rap artist, too, actually, when I was young. Okay. He was signed for a bit. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to give us the name? You're just going to leave us out there with your father? You're not going to give us the name? <laughs> he just go by Keek. Okay. 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 But city, like, everybody pretty much know my father in Jersey City. So... You know what I mean? It was just, it was always there. So it was something that I had in the back of my mind, but I ain't really giving no, you know what I'm saying, no leeway because everybody around me was like, the way out the hood is, you know what I'm saying, athletics. So I stayed football and boxing, football and boxing. That was just me. So I was like, if I don't do one, I'm going to do the other. Right. But in college, I'm like, man, if I ever got a chance to focus on music, I'd do it. And I ended up getting all the time in the world because I got expelled for a wow. semester. Yeah. So hey. right can you say why, or is there a, a limitation of statues and whatever that? Um, like? well, I'm good now. It was a, a physical altercation, you know. What I'm oh, saying? okay, 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 yeah. And for real, but you know, he ended up pressing charges and doing all this other stuff, and yeah, so right. From there, we just uh. That's okay. I, so you take a little break from school, and then you got back into or into rap. Yeah, well, that's that was kind of the start of it, cause I was like, all right, shit, now I I got time. Might as well try and do it. Like, I've been talking about it for a minute at that point. And at that point in time, it was like football over. You know what I'm saying? I threw my scholarship away. I didn't, you know what I mean? I could box, but that's going to take time to kick off. So I'm like, what I could do right now? And it's like, yo, I could work on this every single day. Right. Yeah. But, so it started. And, and and also, too, before we even go any further, though, there there is a point that I, I think that this should be brought out about you, too. Even <clears> though you had gotten expelled and you started focusing on the rap career more, you still found your way back to getting a degree too. A hundred percent. Yeah. And sports 100%. business and management, am I right? 
Yep. And I, and I think that the reason I want to definitely mention that because I think that the younger fans and the next set of creatives, I, I tell Brittany this all the time, I think that they need to also hear those parts of the story, right? Because a lot of our kids, they think if they don't get the microphone, it's over. There's nothing else that we can do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you still are saying, yeah, I'm going for this music thing, but I'm not done just because this one thing happened. I can't change that. But moving forward, I'm going to do these positive things right here. I think that's a that's a big deal right there. So I, I, I want to like commend you for that part, man, because the fact that you had the discipline to even do that part. I think a lot of our kids definitely need to hear that story, man. So then now we're, we're in the rap game as, as 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 I got you going right there. And then 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 what happens after that? Um. So like you said, I played. Uh, football for Delaware State at one point. So when I played, I was a lot bigger. I was oh, okay. 300 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, because when yeah. I saw offensive lineman and I'm like, this dude's 6'1", uh-huh. 150. What offensive line he played on? Like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm like, and I ain't no big dude either, but I'm just like, 6'1", 150. That ain't offensive line material. <laughs> <laughs> I weigh 200 now. Okay. I was 350 and I had lost 150. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, because at that point in time, I was transitioning. Even like, even though I was still there, I was transitioning from, all right, I'm gonna really take this King Keon thing serious. But like, I envisioned King Keon with a chiseled physique. I didn't envision him as a big dude. Right. So I was like, but as soon as this, you know, what I'm saying, as soon as I get my degree and I'm out of here, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and push the envelope man, and change my my healthy right. living habits. From there, I lost 105 pounds. I mean, 150 pounds in five months, just eating fruit, veggies, water. Working out three times a day. I went back in the boxing heavy. Um, I was working out three, four times a day. You know what I'm saying? Just completely a shift. So that yeah. when we launched the brand, it was a whole different look, a whole different wardrobe, sound, vibe, everything. Wow. Yeah, so. And that that goes into the, your other part, too. And I want to hold this thought in the back, the health and wealth things. I, health is wealth things. I want to get into that, too. Um, so as you as you started working on the music, when did, when did you drop your first like professional or, you know, what I'm saying your first official record? When when did that happen? Um, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to tell because we was we was putting out music independently for a minute. OK, and we are, I'm talking about the label that me and my father had started. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of was putting out our own CDs. We was putting out, you know, digital downloads. We was doing everything. Spotify, Spinrilla, Apple Music. Wow. So first really like, you know what I'm saying? Did all of that, came back to the table with the plan. That's the record that kind of everybody geared around where we got the BET exposure, music choice, um, over 60 plus FM radio stations. So that was like the first like set in stone. Okay, this is the debut single. Everything else before that was more of a test run. You know what I mean? We were just... Out to get the name or get people aware of the name. How important is it to have your father like as part of this, as part of what you're doing? Because I, because a lot of times, a lot of young rappers I meet or a lot of dudes that get into this thing, they usually the first ones, you know, they got people around them, but really it's, it's not a lot of times you see like one of the parents like right there. You know, they're supporting, but they're not usually like as far as management or working at the label or, you know, the whole thing going. Like they're usually backing it, supporting it, of course, but like your father being right there with helping you with the plan and how the steps that you're taking, how important has that been? Um, Extremely important. Because um, for one, me and my father relationship, and I, if you come across anybody that know us or whatnot, they'll tell you the same. Our relationship different. Like, yeah, that's my father, and we always got that father-son respect, but at the end of the day, that's like my brother more than anything. So, like, he always had me with him, even when, you know, when he was young and he was wilding, you know what I mean? And right. He <laughs> schooled me to the game and kept teaching me, yo, it's 10% music, 90% business. And that's because he went through it as an artist. So 
a lot of mistakes I didn't have to make that certain artists made because my father was an artist that made them mistakes already. Right. You know what so, I mean? What is that? Well, I'm, okay, 10% music, 99% business. Like, because to me, I was like, I would think it was way more, maybe like half and half. So what do you mean it's only like, what's the business side of it? Like, what are you making sure that, like, what are the right steps when you're doing business with music? Well, when it comes to like the music itself, like you got your paperwork that got to be right as far as your publishing, your songwriter, your BDS reports, your tracking, you know what I mean? And then you got the marketing and promotion side when it comes to radio, the distribution, and, you know, just getting it fully around and that everybody know of it. Because... Let's be honest. I, I know we've all heard a song before where it's like, I don't like this song when you heard it, but you heard it so many times that it was like, yeah, kind of like it. it grows on. Yeah, it grows on you. It's all programming. So the music is a very small portion of it. You can take a not that great song and market the hell out of it. And it's going right. to be a hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vice versa. You can have a song that's the best song in the world. But if you don't do the business side of it, it's not going to go nowhere. Right. Speak, speaking oh, of that. that Speaking of that, let, let, let's talk about this part where we are with the music industry nowadays. And um, I, I like to I like to talk about this because to me and you could tell me if you agree or not. I think Cardi B is like hip hop Cinderella to me. And and by by that, I mean this. And, and I love Cardi. And I will have to say Cardi is Cardi's story is so dope to me because I really in the beginning, I think I had like five or six records from Cardi before I got Bodak Yellow. But mm-hmm. the impression that Cardi was making on people like Britney uh, I, I always say my girl Kenzie K that's up in Chicago now those were people that they were champion Cardi though they weren't necessarily saying that Cardi was the best they'd ever heard right but they mm-hmm. were into her they were part of her like Cardi's dope to us though and her, right. so her fan base was building and then all of a sudden Atlantic stumbles and, and, they, and, and Cardi gets this record Bodak Yellow finally and at least five chicks came to me in the club before I even gave that some run but when I finally gave it some run it was a record, right? And then they put her in a machine, and it's all—it's it's what we see of Cardi right now, right? So in this era of music, are you as worried that, I mean, or I, I shouldn't even say worried. I guess I should say you kind of understand, I guess, because I can see that when you're doing these other things as well, that they they matter to you a lot, too. Like when you're talking health as wealth and the things you're doing with, with health and the other things that you have going on, does that, does, are you making sure you're keeping that in tune with the music and, it's, and a whole brand perspective. Is that the way, the way you look at it? Right. Like, I mean, cause I, I kind of look at King Keon itself as a brand and I know it's just different lanes, like different products that are offered to different markets. You know what I mean? So the health and wealth is one thing. And then, you know, I do a, a lot of investing as well. So people hit me up for different investing tips or, you know, different stocks that might be popping off or different cryptocurrencies or whatever. So, you know what I mean? There's that lane. And then, Music. Music is more so me telling my life story and the, the story of the environment in which I grew up in. Right. You know, it, it, a lot of times I like to cross market where though, OK, you might have a whole King Keon workout playlist where we combine in the, the you know, health with the music. Right. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean, just little different things to kind of make it tie in. But I do also know it's different, different lanes and different avenues for everything. Right. Are you are you a fan of the tick of the TikTok? movement of things out there are you you know because um it just seems like now people are just i mean you from up north right and and again with us it's it's a lot of times it's been lyrics it's been actually make saying something with the music and now it seems like a lot of artists are going in like if i can get a challenge going like again 
This, this is no disrespect, and I, Britney will fight me if I disrespect her, Meg Thee Stallion. I feel like every song they go on and make of Meg, part of the plan is we already coming out of this with a challenge. Whether mm-hmm. Meg does the dance first or not, we're already coming out of this with a challenge. And I think right now we're seeing, I wouldn't say hurt her music, but the fact that the black TikTokers went on strike for a minute, nobody came up with a, with a went to an actual ch- challenge for thought shit. Because when they exposed it, all the, the other little creators, the, the white ones that normally copy dances, they didn't know what to do with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hands on my knees. And, and every if you watch, they were laughing. It was like, the song tells you hands on my knees. And nobody had their hands on their knees. Because all the black creators from TikTok had like, nah, we on strike right now because we're tired of you taking our content. And then somebody else makes a you know makes this big splash with it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that shit has as much of a as much legs to me as like her past songs that immediately came out because Meg had a challenge going with it. That have you seen, have you seen that? Or have you thought about that even with your music in the, in the TikTok era? How does, how does the TikTok era affect you when you go in and think about making a song? Um, well, I mean, to me personally, like music always evolving, you know, business is always evolving. So that's just another lane that I feel like I can market. Cause you know what I mean? With the plan, we had it, the plan challenge. Uh, okay. It, Two million views. Um, we gave away a, a 65 inch flat screen TV, a $250 gift card, and um, it was one other prize, but it was a competition, you know what I'm saying, for who could do the best to plan challenge. So we had everybody submitting the dances. And I mean, if that's what the people like, I, I give it to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Just, I'm sure TikTok won't be the last stop. It'll be something new that you got to learn and how to navigate through and, you know what I'm saying, market whatever product you're trying to sell through that. So, it's just I always try to evolve as the game evolves. Gotcha. Yeah. So who who'd you work with on? Oh, who'd you work with on the plan? I know that's a single that you, that you're getting ready to like really really that you like got going right now, right? Who'd you work with on that? Um, the producer of the track is actually this dude named Watts on the Grind. He's from uh, Jersey City. Okay. Uh, the feature artist is Janelle. He's from Jersey City. I tried to really keep an in-house project with it to show like my city. Basically, we don't have to necessarily always go to the big New York City or big LA or Atlanta to get something, you know, really seen. So the yeah. beat is by Jersey, the, the artist is Jersey, the videographer Jersey, and we shot it in Jersey. And then we just blasted it out and stuck to the plan. That's dope. I'd, I'd be amiss if I didn't go here. Let's talk about some Jersey City history. Man, okay. fuck that. Let's go to Joe Budden. Let's go to Joe Budden. That's, I mean, that's not, I'm just not, I was going to play around for a second and be like, well, let's talk about legend this and legend that. Right. I have, I was at Def Jam when I was working for Def Jam when Joe Button got signed and we did spit records and pump it up and all that stuff was going. I was in college, but I was working for them like down here in Tampa. I took care of the market. Um, and Joe Button to me has always been a dope lyricist, but it always seemed to me like it just never broke through to the masses. But now he's in, in the podcast world. Um, what what are the thoughts on on Joe Button in this in the city as far as being like what he's done historically I guess for the city and what he means to Jersey City you know from a hip hop artist to what he's even doing now you know just with his brand podcast world everything um Joe definitely a legend in the city it's like but it does it's a weird relationship at the same time you know what I mean but I think that's just sad to say I think that's just my city in general we right. just we real standoffish so. You know what I mean? People might love you, but they love to hate you or hate to love you rather. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's a it's a love and hate relationship. Like I've seen a lot of people show Joe love when I went outside of Jersey City, more so than when I was in it. But I know a lot of people that that seen Joe come up, they think he dope, they 
they, you know, talk highly of them. And I've also met a lot of people who hate us. Right. Well, all, all they want to talk about is the bad stuff that happened to Joe there. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's just a mixed relationship. Oh, OK. And well, personally, I, as a dope lyricist, you know, what I mean, he a legend he put on for the city. Right. And that's got to say about him to me. I mean, I don't know him personally. Right. Yeah. I've always thought Joe Joe's lyrics was like dope, dope. I And I even thought that Joe make Joe will make like a, a fucking nine minute song and I'm still going to listen to it because I just think that yeah. what he's saying I can visualize. But, you know, musically, he just never to me got to the full potential. I think he's at definitely right. in, a, in a space now when he found his spot in the media and podcast world. You know, I think digitally. Joe definitely moves the needle, and I he was he's like one of the dopest interviews I've ever done just to talk to him. So I, it's always interesting to get someone who's like you know from the city who came up behind him and also knows about him you know in the actual city. It's something else I want to talk to you about while I got you here, and we're gonna play some audio, right? And and um, let me let me ask both of y'all this. Okay. If there was ever a name in hip hop that you think that we have too many of, what would be the first thing to, to come to mind? Because I because I because obviously and and. King Keon is a, it's a very different name. Like what, what does it yeah. mean? It, Cause it actually means something. What does King Keon mean? It means something. My name Keon actually means King of Kings. Right. So that's why, you know, we started KOK cause that's the label King of Kings. So I'm at, um, I was in the pool hall shooting pool with Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Like one of my and favorites. Go oh, one of my favorites <laughs> right there, boy. They don't give Tretch his props either. Woo. He was just like, hey, nephew, I think you should go with King Keon. And I was like, nine, I was like 18 or 19. I was like, you know what? You're right. And I went with it from there on. Dude, tell me there's a plan down the road for you to just do something with Tretch. Bro, please, bro, let me, if you ever could talk about a dude that didn't get, that doesn't get like, as a, even, even Eminem has said, Tretch, when they mention in top MCs, they got to stop leaving out Tretch. Cause Tretch has, oh my God. One of the best to ever do it. Brittany, do you know, Brittany, do you know who Tretch is? I was gonna say, forgive me for not knowing, but is what? he still doing music? You know what, Brittany? Sometimes, Brittany, 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 I don't fault you sometimes when you don't know these things. That's why we're a team. You know, when you're telling me about the different twerk dances, I don't know all these things. That's why we're a team. But have you ever sang hip hop hooray? Yes. Have you ever sang Are You Down with OPP? Then that is Tretch. That is oh, Tretch. Yeah. That is naughty okay, by I nature. See. That is okay. the what is that? The hip hop anthem kings right there. Like Trench is one of the dopest to ever do it, and and it's it's funny when you when you hear and I, King King I, King I know you do you've heard a lot of you've seen a lot of these lists top five top tens and even Eminem said it Eminem was like, yo what Trench did to yoke the Joker back in the day inspired him he was like bro like have you heard the wordplay on this shit right here and he oh. just does not you know he doesn't always get you know he doesn't get mentioned a lot of times when they're talking about some of the greatest MCs ever and I don't know but he's just one of the dopest to me. Um, I want to get back to this name thing because I'm like you, Kinky. When, when it was funny, like when I was when I was trying to find myself and I was doing all these names, and I don't even know if I've ever told Brittany this story, right? Uh, one of the things that happened to me was I'm overseas and and I'm living in England, and uh, I got I got I'm getting sneakers from everywhere because my brother's sending me mad kicks from back in the, in the states, right? And um, somehow I get this nickname. It's Mars Blackman because I'm running with the Nike thing crazy, and I'm and they, everybody starts. So then. I'm running around the base and they and these kids start calling me the Nike kid because I got all of them. Everything is coming out. I'm getting them sent overseas. I'm just killing them right now. I tell Brittany she understood my history. She treat me better. But anyway, so then I, I I got a slight case of dyslexia. So I decide that, you know what? I'm going to turn this Nike shit backwards. And that's how I come up with DJ Eakin. Because to me, I always was like you. I wanted something that if you said it, you wouldn't be talking about 
every little person around here. You wouldn't be talking about, you know, the other 30 people that run with that name. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. like a, like a, you know, like I've heard like Chase a million times or, you know, Ice a million times. You know what I'm saying? So, so the reason I, I say that, because I want to go to, like I said, this next thing I want to ask you guys, if there's a name in hip hop that we have ran almost in the damn ground, what would you think it would be? And I mean, it's obvious, right? Lil, Lil is everybody's Lil. Lil. <laughs> Brittany, you still there? I, I don't wanna, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty, that's a big, I mean, I'm going to go down this list. I got a, I got a, uh, a list of, of folks in the industry that start with Lil. Like, don't forget Lil Mama, uh, Lil Kim, Lil Mo, uh, Lil Duval, Lil Uzi Vert, um, Lil Wayne, of course, Lil Bibby, Lil Baby, Lil Bow Wow, Lil Bootsy, um, uh, Lil C's, uh, Lil Pump. These are this B- Lil Romeo. These are names that just jump out first. Lil Scrappy. Uh, oh you forgot some of them names. Lil Yachty. You forgot that one, didn't you, Brittany? Lil TJ. Yeah. Lil Troy. Didn't say Lil Woozy Yeah, I got him. Don't forget Lil Dirk. Lil Flip. That, Lil Flip. See, that name's on this list too. Lil Fame from uh, from uh, MOP. Lil John. <laughs> How are we gonna forget Lil John? I forgot oh, him. Man. That's <laughs> like, twenty right there. Lil Mosey, Lil Nas X. These are Lil Peep. I said Lil Pump already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there's some audio flying around the internet right now of T-Pain, and he's he's discussing on his podcast the amount of records he gets that, to him, they don't sound original. You understand what I'm saying? So what I want to do is I want to play this for the two of y'all, and then I want to get your thoughts on basically what T-Pain said, and then we'll get a little bit more into whether rap is becoming, uh, or just entertainment in general is becoming too mundane or too copycatish, right? But let's, let's play what T-Pain had to say first. Here we go. Do something else! Do something else! That's it! That's all we want! Do something else! Holy shit! We have it! We have it already! You don't have to do that music anymore! We have the music already! We have Lil Baby, we have Dub Baby, we have Lil Uzi Vert, we have Lil Yachty, we have Lil Everybody! Do something else! Holy shit! Stop sending me this bullshit! And then get mad when I fucking don't like it! Boom! Now, before I give my thoughts, I want to get, and whichever one of you want to go first, get your initial thoughts on what T-Pain had to say. Whether you agree, don't agree, whether he made good points. King, you're the guest today. Yes. Um, jump in, man. What do you think? Listen, I, I agree. I agree. It's getting real copycatish. Like, and you know what I mean? It's only one person that could to, to take up a specific lane, but as soon as he pop, everybody makes a song like him or her. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, yeah, y'all got to figure something else out now. So I want to know too. Okay, so is T Pain just talking about the names, or is he also saying all the music sounds the same? Because I do think that yes, there's some lanes where yeah, music can it's very can be similar, right? Right. But it is, and then the the little it's a so many of them. So what was he really getting at mostly? Now the I names think or the music. I think T Pain's point was more about the music because you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. The guys that he actually mentioned in his little in that little piece that we played right there, and again, let's be clear, we only took a little piece of it, everybody, so it's not the full thought of what T Pain had going on there. It's a piece of it. But what I noticed about the clip that I, that we just played, right, is 
you have to give all them dudes that he mentioned them, Lil Baby, Dub Baby, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, those are four dudes that have their own lane. If I, if I, I mean, like, like I wasn't a fan of Lil Baby until the pandemic came. Seriously, I wasn't. I had heard some stuff. I was like, okay, he's cool. But then I actually started listening to him when he started doing stuff like, um, I want to say it was the, the, the was it the, uh, uh, and how to get paid. But anyway, I started listening to him more when he made the songs that were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and what, what we were going through as black men out here. And I was like, this dude really can rhyme style aside. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't, I hadn't, because of his style, I didn't listen to him a whole lot. But then I really yeah. started listening to him and I've become like a little baby fan over the last like year and a half. I have to give it to him. The baby, he came out and just, what he did, he was definitely in his own lane. The way he delivered, that sort of thing. So I've always said, yo, I got respect for that dude. He moves. Yachty, Uzi Vert, boom. Like them dudes are definitely to me in their own lane. So the dudes that he mentioned there, they are in their own lane. I think it was a combination of things because we do have more than enough Lil's out there. But also but, too- And why is that? Why does everybody want to name themselves Lil? Well, I think like it goes to back, this day. But I think it goes back to like what, what King was saying. Back in the day, if you think about this, and I don't know if you got to see some of this stuff or whether you got older brothers that took you to this stuff, Back in the day, like I got a to go to Fresh Fest, like my brothers and, and, and sisters, then they took me to Fresh Fest. Right. And back then, like King said, if you had a lane, everybody was happy to be different. Like we had Public Enemy. You had you had you had LL Cool J who laid in the sexy and but L could do everything. because You couldn't you had to respect the lyrics, but he also was very much about ladies love Cool James. You had Run DMC who definitely fire blazed the whole trail of what they was going to do. You had the fat boys back in them days. Even as rap progressed, right, Outkast came out and did what they did. They had their own lane. You had even Jermaine when he created Crisscross. They had their own lane. But like King was saying, we've come into this era where if something starts to get a bunch of likes or goes viral, oh, it's this, well, that train's still running. Let me get on that train. Because hopefully what they're saying is, I guess it's almost like, there's a market share for me. You know, if you look at it like McDonald's, yeah. right? Wherever you see a McDonald's, there seems to be a Burger King not far away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe to, and from what, you know, marketing people have told me that are higher up than me or, or showing me different things. Yeah, Burger King may not take over McDonald's, but there's enough of a market share there where they still feel like they getting a nice piece of it. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like the Coke yeah. and Pepsi theory, right? Pepsi may not always be in first place, but that market share that they have is great. They happy as hell with that market share that they have behind Coca-Cola. And I think it's almost what we become in the rap game where a lot of people in these offices, right? They're not in the culture like the three of us are living in the culture. See, the three of us are out there where we help create the culture. And that's what, to me, a lot of it was back in the day before the digital thing took over. Now you got people who sit in the office all day and they just read numbers. So you can get a kid like 6ix9ine who went viral just for being a fucking idiot on the internet. And it's like, we just need another one of them. You know, right. you know so it's not so much always about the music. It's about, okay, well, uh, Lil Pump. Because you think about it. Half the time we're talking about these people, we're not even talking about the music. We're talking about them going to a birthday party of their ex. We're talking about them and their baby mama getting in an argument. They're on live arguing with each other. You understand what I'm saying? It's not even about the music. It's creating this character that does all this stupid shit on, on internet. And then like you said, like King said, well, 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 I'm sitting in the office. I'm like, dude, why don't we have a little pump? Why don't we have a six, nine? Why don't we have one? Where's our six, nine. So then you create this kid that follows in the same lane because it makes you a little bit of money from there. I'm not saying it's right, but I guess that's my answer to, you know, your question yeah. of what it is. And I, I, I think, I can see that. Yeah. Go ahead. King. I feel like, I feel like social media destroy artist development. Yeah. Yeah. Because back then you had to, you know what I'm saying? A lot of points, they wouldn't have been known yet. 
you you went through the the evolving, finding your own sound, sounding like such and such, and getting told that's not it. You know what I mean? Now you could just jump online, post it today. It might blow up by tomorrow. Like for instance, everybody thought uh, Panda was Future when it blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was too late wow. after that took off before people even realized it was designer. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a double. Which different what happened to designer too? Well, I think to King's point though, you saw quickly that designer really wasn't the artist. That future was the artist. You understand what I'm saying? So while designer to me, designer won because you got a diamond record out of it. And if to me, yeah. if his if his deal was decent, designer set up to do something that he may really. I, to me, if I was designer and I and I made what to me he probably should have made off of a, off of a diamond record because shows alone to me you can you can be a quarter million a half a million up in a year if you get a record like Panda you if to yeah. me he should have been a half a million half a million up and to me that's more than enough to get your life jump started if you got any kind of a real plan and you can tell me if I'm wrong King because I know you seem like an investor dude a dude who kind of understands the money if you get a diamond record which is 10 million sold you definitely are getting ten, twenty thousand a show. Even with people in that money, you should be walking away from each show with five to seven grand. You pay your accountant right. You do four shows a week. That's twenty k a fucking week. That's eighty k a month. Eighty k times twelve is nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars. You pay your accountants right. You got a jump start to almost anything you want to do. And you got a name in the business. So once you get a name in the business on social media digitally, you can still be doing random shows. You can still be doing, oh, I'm going to do something with the NFL, the NBA, if your people are right around you to keep you kind of focused. And he still had a couple of other records after that. But he wasn't Future who got the, you know, Future had the market share. Because, again, like King said, he was a duplicate of Future pretty much to us once we heard him. Panda, panda at least. Yeah, Panda at least. Yeah, it was it was a duplication of, of of what we saw with Future. You know, so I guess when you're talking in this space, um, so how much longer do you think we got in this? Do you think do you think it'll change with where social media has taken the music business now? Do you, do either of you see it changing? Um, I mean, I don't. I see it changing in the, the aspect of artists just gonna have to get back to being artists again. You know what I'm saying? Because it's getting so oversaturated and so watered down. Like, the average fan don't even want to hear the rapper at this point. It's like, oh, another whoever. You know what I mean? So it's going to have to be really, like, captivating art to make people stop and go, okay, well, who is that? Or why should I care, rather? Right. Let me let me ask you this, because, and and you may know this dude, Ray Daniels, one of the dudes that I kind of like, he's like one of my big brothers in this game. Ray's A&R, manages a bunch of, like, he manages Rock City, who does a bunch of writing. And and I was talking to Ray a few years back, and Ray was, we were talking about the A&R game and how, how A&R has changed. And, you know, from Ray's point of view, an A&R's job is pretty much to find new talent. But an A&R's ability to keep that job is based on the success of that talent that he picks, right? So, Ray's, one of Ray's points was, yes, he would love to always be able to find that new talent and develop that new talent and put it with the right writers, him or her with the right writers, the right producers. But in how fast that this game is moving now, the turnover on music, the turnover on songs, it's just become a lot easier to find a kid like Soulja Boy, right, who already three million views up, you know what I'm saying, on, on YouTube. So now you just got to help him get to 10 million because he's already built you like the basic fan base. So do you think that like with that going on and like you said, it, and, and, and I mean, you don't know if you said this, but I believe that a lot of this music now is becoming so disposable that it's only meant to be around a month or two months, right? It's meant to be that moment. And then we almost don't remember, like, like, like Brittany said, where's this person, right? So since the, do you think we've gone too far that we can ever get back to where 
you know, like even R and B, like we're hardly getting great R and B records because it's it's a lot different. It's a lot harder process to make than going in and making a rap record. So how right. can we get? How can we possibly go back? Can we? I mean, that's where artists now have are forced to be business people. You gotta you gotta really create a core fan base because when you got a core fan base, it's never you know that fast process with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll wait for your release. They'll still come out to the shows. They'll check your merch they'll do all of that so you got to really have an enterprise running at this point because if you're just a rapper you you won't last so let me ask y'all this what is because if there's one rapper i hear about time and time again that's kind of like stayed how do i say stayed relevant but also stay stayed respected most of all and it's j cole what mm -hmm. is the genius with j cole what is he doing right that has helped him stay, like like you said, with the core fan base. I mean, anytime he drops something, people go crazy over it. And it's like not a, a radio push even necessarily. It's just the internet just just loves him as people. So what what's, what is there to that, to J. Cole? King, you want to jump in? Yeah, one of the things that I think he does well is just he don't make himself over accessible. You know what I mean? So it's always a need for J. Cole. It's always a want for J. Cole. So when he do drop, people go crazy and he spent time nurturing that fan base and catering to that fan base not oh let me just do this to sound like him or i'ma just be on this song with all of these rappers just to look cool like he always made sure his art came first in my opinion so people always took to him that way same thing with kendrick yeah kendrick and they put up in the internet oh we gotta drop a song once a month or we gotta drop a nah they drop at their own pace they kind of in a vacuum you know what i mean yeah. nobody outside of that so i feel like that's the approach to it Right. And just, and just to add to that, too, I, one of the biggest things about J. Cole, and if you if you remember and watch him, one of his most famous tweets is, I only have 500 followers, but I'm thankful for every one of those followers. Right. Fair. And one of the things I was taught about this game is a lot of us chase numbers. But what you really should be chasing is like King just said, who is your actual customer? Who is your actual real fan base? Right. Because it's better in reality. It is better to have. A thousand people that rock with you, that wait for it, that want every T-shirt, that want every song, that want to come to every show, rather than have 10,000 people who go, let me peek in and see what they're doing. You understand what I'm right. saying? Because that thousand people, like King was saying, to his point, and like I said, like why, about the J. Cole thing is, they're waiting for him. They're rocking with him. And he doesn't jump outside of them. He rocks with them first. And whoever yep. else comes that joins the party, they're a plus. They're an add-on. You understand what I'm saying? So when he's what he's built is a real live family. And, and I think it goes back to like back in the day when you're talking about A&R and that sort of thing. If you look at the Princes, the Michael Jacksons, these dudes who really did it, the new additions, right? These people who really did it. Their fans, they didn't have social media. So their fans really got built off of where can I find them at? I'm This music really means something in my life. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And I think I think nowadays that's that's where like look, Beyonce's the same way I feel. I feel like the beehive is a special you gotta have a you almost gotta have a, a pass to get in it. Cause once you in it, you really in it. That means yeah. if somebody say something about Beyonce, you need to go to Twitter and you need to address them. Because you exactly. in the, if you don't do that, you're not really in the beehive. And it come the beehive come in all colors, all nationalities, all different, whatever they do with their life. But if they in the beehive, you know it. And Beyonce even said it. She said, look, man, like people aren't dedicated to the art form no more like people don't listen to whole projects she said we put together projects over here and that's why it's a body of work that people when you when you hear about beyonce you're, you're not really talking about a single you're usually talking about oh, oh lemonade was a because you're talking about the whole project yeah. 
you're barely talking about a single. Like you love certain records, but those people they're talking about Lemonade as a project. When that, when that drops at night, midnight, like whatever she decides to do, they in. And I right. think you know to King's point, I was and I was thinking about Kendrick when you brought that up. Like think about it, Kendrick is not out here every day trying to chase likes on social media. You don't even know if Kendrick is actually like you'd be like, what is him and his girlfriend doing? Because he ain't telling you. You know, he chilling. And then when it's time for the music, he's everywhere he needs to be. He does the right interviews that the plan is set and the music matches up. You know, so I think that that's a that's a big deal. You know, when you talk about this fan base and I think a lot of us in whatever we're into, especially when it comes to social media, you watch these brands and stuff. I think that one of the lessons that needs to be taught moving forward, that's why I commend you, King, when I was looking at, you know, what you're doing and, and how you were talking about you moving to different spaces, but they still come back to your core of what you are and what you stand for. Like that right. fan base, whether it's whether it's 300 people right now or not, there are 300 people who really rock with you, who like. I like what he's doing. Okay, I learned a little bit about health as well. I'm eating a little better. Oh, ho, ho, but he made this song. Oh, did I, did I just get a stock tip? Because they're paying attention to everything that you're doing within that brand. And I think that's a big deal nowadays. Um, I you know, I don't know what other, I think we all make, make good points about it. I think that you just had a very valid point there that, that I think that a lot of these kids who chasing numbers need to look at. You know, who is really rocking with me for real? A hundred percent. Like, I feel like the key is to chase impact and not impressions. Like if, if they just remember to be impactful, the, the numbers will come. Just stick to the art, stick to or whatever you do, whether you know what I'm saying, whether you drive cars, whether whatever it is, just right. stick to. The- wow. I've, I've never heard of it. I've never heard it put that way, which is, you know, that's that's a that's a um that's that's a that's a good way to look at it, too. I've, I've never heard it put that way. Stick to the, you know, the impact. You know, I've, I've never heard it put that way. Let me ask you a couple of things that are going on out here and get your thoughts on it. All right. Um, and, and Brittany, you, you, you're you're you know, he's, he's given us the, the floor to kind of pry. I feel like we pry right here. So I, I, I'm going to start prying first, you know. So, OK, let's look at something that happened in the media, you know, well, a week or so ago. You know, it's some little slander on the Internet. And, and I'm up for, I read it all. Brittany and I talk about it all here. But one thing you're not going to do is I'm not going to go for the T-Pain slander because that's the Floridian in me that I've become. That's but right. what I'm also and not going to do. still hasn't apologized. It's been like 17 days <laughs> since we found out and he still has not said nothing to T-Pain just so we're counting. Dang. You see how that goes here? Now, the other piece of the slander that Trick Daddy threw out there was that mm-hmm. Beyonce can't sing and Jay-Z really should never have been called the greatest. No one ever called Jay-Z the greatest rapper alive. He just kind of got it because all of us in the Northeast, once we lost Biggie, we were looking for someone to to keep us inspired. What are your thoughts on Trick Daddy saying, and you may not think Jay-Z is one of the, the greatest rapper of all time or top two, top three. I mean, just your thoughts though on what Trick Daddy said about Beyonce can't sing and that she is pretty much what Jay-Z is to hip hop. I don't really know what his uh his goal or angle was because I mean I feel like both of those are false. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Thought it was you know just us. I mean? Yeah, I feel like Beyonce can yeah. sing, and I feel like Jay Z is one of the goats. Okay. Is he got wordplay? He got he can make a complete song. He got versatility. You know what I mean? It yeah, Jay Z the goat. I ain't got to explain why Jay Z the goat at this point. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. So. Ready, you got something? Oh, go ahead. I mean, 
the same thing. Like, I mean, but especially because, like, Jay Z, I'll be honest, I've never been, and it's probably because he's, a, you know, New York, I'm Florida. No, I Brittany, 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 can you please look, Brittany? Look, one thing we're not going to do is what I'm, we're not going to do is, but, but, but here's what we're not going to do you're not going to come on this pod and not tell no. the truth. You know, the real reason that you have a problem with Jay Z is because in the back of your mind, you think Jay Z cheated on Beyonce. You know, that's why you don't want to give him the props that he deserves. disrespect the queen don't disrespect the queen i mean just the the show she puts on between the choreography between the vocals like the flying through the air you know crazy stuff that she does for her concerts i mean it's it's incredible i i don't know how she does it all so yeah i don't know what trick trick daddy to me i i don't mm -mm, he's not who hurt him who hurt him i was waiting for that who Who hurt him him? (laughs) 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 all right Brittany, are you prying or i'm just the only one prying Cause what, I, what do you mean? I got more questions for King. I got like three or four more. I don't know if you had, I don't want to take all the prying. Cause you, you, people can only take like four or five prying questions, like really get in my business. So I, you know, I got another one right here. Okay. King, if you could work with any artist, give me the top three artists that you would like to work with dead or alive that you would like to have in a studio session with you to come out with something great. Uh, three artists dead or alive. All right. Uh, I gotta say Michael Jackson. Boom. Michael Jackson, that's he one of the greatest entertainers, period. You know what I mean? So um somebody current, probably Drake. Oh like yeah. He got the Midas touch. Facts. <laughs> Jersey Snap one is probably gonna go off. Um What about a female? If you yep. had to say a female. I would go, I'm going to stick to Jersey, and I'm going to go Lauren Hill. <gasps> Boom! If, if she shows up, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's always late. No, I love me some Lauren Hill. That's another queen, man. Oh, my God. I feel Just. like is like that. So, yeah, yeah I would go. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren Hill is like one of the best to ever do that. I, I, I just, I feel like she never got all the way to the potential that, that she could have gave us to. Like, you know what I'm saying? The miseducation set such a bar and weren't, we were just like, she can do it all. She can't miss. And then it just kind of, you know, personal, whatever it was, it just wasn't the same Lauren Hill after that. But I just felt like that miseducation album was just so crazy. You were just like, mm. classic. Brittany, I think if Lauren would have stuck to what she was doing. I think light skinned chicks would have had a rougher time because Lauren was definitely giving us brown girl flavor. We was like, we was like, we we was really on some brown girls matter. Stop playing. Oh brown girls God. really matter. They, they had they had to they had the best representative they could have they could have for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oprah's a representative too. She's definitely a representative all the way around. But you know, right, but musically, yeah, musically, yeah. Lauren, Lauren. Lauren gave oh, us, she gave us some brown girl magic that I was like, you know what, man? No, 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 girl, get them little curly hair, light skinned girls out of here. Don't nobody want to talk to them. That's, that's <laughs> hot. For, for a hot minute, I don't, for hot, it ain't just me. Look, King, King, no, it ain't just me. Look at him. It ain't just me. Nah, I, listen, I, I found Laura Hill late. I found Laura Hill, you know, I was in middle school. This was years after. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren was dope, man. Okay, so being a football fan, right? You're a football fan. 
Um, yeah. I'm guessing your team is the Giants. Honestly, I don't even really got a team. You don't really don't got, got a team. Okay, but you're not a Cowboys fan. No, no, not a Cowboys. Fan. Because they're that they're they're just they highly disrespectful. I just wanted to make sure. I, the high, Cowboy fans are highly disrespectful. And the thing about Cowboy fans, you can tell me how you feel about them because I'm sure you know at least ten of them, right? Cowboy right. fans are the only ones who act like they have actually won something in the last. 10 years and ain't won nothing in the last 20 years. They haven't. They haven't won anything. They haven't won wow. anything that matters. But if you call a Cowboy fan right now, they are telling you they are going to the Super Bowl this year. Right. They confident every year, too. Every year. <laughs> right, yeah, right now, and, and and honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Football would not be the same without Cowboys fans. Whether we talking social media, whether we talking having them in the house when they destroy shit, when they lose, because they're a special breed. But I didn't know if you might have been, you know, yeah, I, you never know where Cowboys fans live at. You just never know. You Listen, know? I know a bunch of people who can't stand Cowboys fans. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I do know about them. I'm like, oh man. So you mentioned about um, stocks and stuff. And for me, that's something I'm literally like just kind of like opening the window to like what's out there. So what what I mean, what does it take? Does it take like are you read is it articles you got to look up? Is it just like throwing yourself in there and figuring it out? Like, how do you get into this? Cause Brittany, I'm the first thing stocks. is you have to have some actual money. Not the, not what you be <laughs> out here doing. You got to have more than $18 to get into the stocks. But I'll let King go ahead and King, go ahead and get, she's prying, my bad, King. Go ahead, get it, get get a right, King. Get a right, King. I, 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 bad host, bad host. I should not have stepped in, bad host. Go ahead, King. You can start with five. As long as you got something, you can start with as little as you want, for real. But um, as far as jumping in it, like, it's a bunch of different methods that everybody use, but my personal opinion is just stick to things that you actually, you know, you like different companies or different businesses that you actually use or that you actually see, you know what I'm saying? Cause the stock market going to go up and down. And if you just in it for the money, you'll never know when to really pull out or when to, you know what I mean? Keep your money in there and stuff like that. So if, you, if it's something that you really believe in, like say for instance, if I believe Apple, like I'm a hundred percent certain, I think Apple is going to be the one of the top five brands in the next 10 years. I'm going to put a lot of money in it. You know what I'm saying? I use yeah. Apple phones. I got Apple products. This is something I'm actually invested in. So then from there, you kind of just always tune into what the company doing. Different little news articles that might come out or they might announce a merger with another company. You know what I mean? You know that, okay, boom. That probably merger, that means two companies combining is probably some money going on. Let me put a little money in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just So just kind of staying up to date on different news events and, and really buying into things that you actually use. Well, 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 we so got it, Go ahead, Brittany. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, just like I was going to say, is it because I have a friend that does it and he's made like he's talked about how one he'll make 25,000 one night, one day, you know, 15,000 here, 10K here. Like he but he's been in it. And he says he stays by his phone like 24 seven. He's constantly in it, you know, in and out, like whatever he's got to pull out of or whatever he's got to cash out in. But, like, is it like that for every? Can you do it without having to be attached to your phone? Because that's a problem for me. Yeah, well, when it comes to investing, you got two kind of different worlds that everybody I feel like talking about right now, but they kind of merging them together. Like, when you trade in stocks and, and ETFs, they don't move as fast as a cryptocurrency move. Crypto, when people trade in cryptocurrencies, those are the ones that got to be on there 24 7 because uh -oh. crypto stop moving. Now, the stock market, that's only open from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. You know what I mean? That's Monday through Friday, and it's closed during the weekends. 
didn't know that. I didn't know there were business hours with the stocks. What? You can only trade. You can only trade stocks during certain hours. Yeah. Look, man. That's crazy. Wall Street, you know what I mean? They watching the screen. They taking down the notes. That's the stock market. A cryptocurrency. Yeah, because he is in that. He's in that, too. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. I mean, as long as we're talking about what's crazy, what's crazy to me is that you want to stick $18 that you have in the side of your purse (laughs) and get involved in the the stock market. Um, No! But while we got you here, though, let's talk about the crypto craze that's going all crazy right now, right? And for a while, you can't go on Facebook without everybody telling you how much, oh, my God, Dogecoin did this, Bitcoin did that. And then all of a sudden, everybody was gone. So I did, you know... I'm a stirrer up of problems. So I went on Facebook and I was like, what happened to all the financial advisors out here? Cause I saw the Dogecoin <laughs> suddenly be like, bye. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't hit nobody. I felt like, I felt like all the financial advisors that were on Facebook, they were like the people I see on social media. They were only telling you about their wins. They were curating their content to you. Right. And then when Dogecoin finally dropped and everybody didn't get out on time, I, like you just said, I know for a fact, some people didn't get out on time, but they were telling me like they told Brittany, you, I just made 25 grand a day, but you ain't tell nobody that you suddenly lost 38 grand. Cause you didn't take your money out of Dogecoin and it dropped. You ain't tell nobody that. So when you're looking at it like that, do you have advice for people, though, seriously? Because I, I know you, a person that care about it. And, like, Britney's like I was a lot of times. Like, I hear people talking. So you like, mm, maybe I could do this. I got five. I got a lot more than Britney has to just throw somewhere because I actually watch my money. So so when I look at it, right, but also what me and, me and one of my friends were saying is once everybody's talking about it on Facebook, it's probably too late. Like, you're probably late to the game by then. You ain't gonna just stick your money in and become no millionaire because you saw 19 people talking about, man, Dogecoin is winning. So when someone is asking you about that, do you have, like, some advice, though, for them so that they stay healthy? Because if you mess around and go in, you lose your little $10,000 in savings because you thought Dogecoin was gonna win, and then you turn your phone off because you ain't paying attention, right? And Dogecoin <laughs> takes a dive and you ain't know. And you come back and it look like you owe somebody $10,000. You understand what I'm saying? Like, what advice would you give that person to watch? Because it ain't a game. It ain't a game. You can lose just as quick as all these people talking about they winning. I mean, the biggest thing for me is just always do your research. Just know what you invest in. Don't just do it because you hear about it or somebody might say, oh, you can make money doing it. Like, you got to really understand what it is. Like, cryptocurrency is just another form of currency. It's just digital currency. So you're basically putting your money and betting that one currency will reign supreme compared to the other ones. You know what I mean? So if you don't really know about it, I would, nah, don't dump your savings in there. You know what I'm saying? You can put five, $10 in there, see how it play. Okay, I see how the market go up. I see I could lose. You know what I mean? Go through a test run before you just go ahead and jump out the window. But like, because a funny story about Dogecoin, I actually found that by accident. This was over like two years ago. It was less than a penny. Right. And I just put a ton of shares. Just because it was an alternate coin compared to Bitcoin, which everybody was talking about, and nobody was talking about Doge at the time, but I seen Elon Musk flirting with the idea. So I'm like, eh, why not? And now it's like it went crazy. And even when it went down for everybody else, I'm still up 2,000% because right. I bought it early. You know right, what I you mean? You were super early, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just like once I learned what it was, I just did the research on it and then took a chance. Okay. I know what cryptocurrency is. I know that. That's the kind of the way of the future right now, even though they're going through a stitch with China. But um, I believe in cryptocurrency itself. So why not kind of spread my money out amongst all of the cryptocurrencies? Yeah. Boom. So see, but see, Brittany, you see his point, though? You can't do that with $18. You can't. You can't. Because if, if you put <laughs> no, a dollar somewhere, can't. if you put a, if you keep like, because like, think about it. I mean, I know you told her that she could win. 
But if you only got $1.75 on each stock, even going up 2,000%, you still wind up with $26 when it's over with. And then Britney's... You know what? Brit- That's hey. half of as one hand of nails. Oh. <laughs> I one hand done. If she would have put in $10 on Dogecoin when I did, she'd be up 2000 right now. Britney. You see, Britney? You got you to gotta do... The- There's more to this internet than twerking, Britney. Britney I'm I telling you. Know. Yeah, or, or OnlyFans. <laughs> King, oh, King Keon, man, I, I really appreciate you you spending your time with us, man, and, and dropping by, man. And let's yes. keep in touch, man, because I definitely want to keep track of what you're doing, man, and I definitely want to talk to you more because I actually love when I get to talk to an artist that there's so much more to them than and even just the music. You know what I'm saying? And and it doesn't hurt that the music is dope that I'm hearing, man. So um, the new the new record that's out right now that you're pushing is... Uh, the record that's out right now is the plan, but right. we're getting gearing up for that Master P record. Okay. Drop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, where can they find you at on social media? Um, I'm at Keon K O K. That's K E O N K O K on Instagram. Um, on YouTube it's K O K Records. But if you search King Keon, everything will pop up. Okay. So, you dabbling yep, in the right. only you dabbling in the only fan space. I mean, for your for your females listeners and Britney, I just I got it. I just throw <laughs> these things out. Do music on there too, I Brittany, think. I, Brittany, I'm from what I just hear, there's all kinds of things. Look, th- when we saw the girl over there, when we saw the girl over there acting like a dog, and she was winning on OnlyFans, I know hey. now anything can anything can happen in this world. I, m- I might start hosting some workouts on OnlyFans. I don't know. You see? Yes. <laughs> <I'm> like- <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I just follow you on the gram. I'm not ever clicking over there. I'm just I'm just never <laughs> clicking over there. It's not no disrespect, man. We are we are now associated, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, uh, Brittany, I have to tell me about your OnlyFans. How about that? Like she have to tell me about it. <laughs> um, man, like I said again, man, I I appreciate you you being here, man, and, and let's keep in touch, man, for sure. And um, I like to do this too. Any advice that you'd like to give to like the next generation or aspiring artists or anything health is wealth, crypto, anything, any advice you'd like to leave us with, man, before you get out of here. I would just say constantly learn. Always be an open book. Constantly learn because knowledge is key. You got knowledge. You can do anything you want to do. I love that. Boom. You see, Brittany, that's why they call this man. Look, and I, I wrote it down. Hip hop's light of day. You, you see, <laughs> you see, you see that right and there, Brittany? I love Brittany? that for him. I you do. See? You see that, Brittany? I take notes on these things. I'll be ready. <laughs> King Keon, man, I appreciate you being here. Brittany, where can they find you at on social media? Yes, I'm on Instagram and uh, TikTok at Brunch with Brittany. Uh, Twitter, Brunch with Brit. Find me on there. Okay. The OnlyFans popping yet? We still waiting? Not Brittany, how can we keep Brittany? We cannot keep promoting your OnlyFans here, and you do not ever open it. (laughs) I don't have one yet. I'm not desperate enough, but But, it's coming soon. Okay, have you narrowed Have you narrowed down what you'll do on the OnlyFans yet? Have you narrowed it down to three things yet? Uh, no. Okay, so I would do my brunch with Brittany podcast in bikinis with girls. Don't nobody want. Don't nobody want to see that. Next thing. Yeah. I'm, help, no, I'm here to help you with I'm here to help you with the marketing ideas. Okay, 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 wait, okay, wait. You did you did say with girls with bikinis, so you know there's a small chance I might throw you 38, 38 cent. I might click in there because I gotta support my peeps. I might click in there. I think it could work. Yeah, well, Brittany, you know what? I, I'm not gonna be a hater, Brittany. Okay, so what else? Yeah, that suggestion. What is the other thing you no, might? No, really, that's it. That's the only idea you got. You might do brunch with Brittany in a bikini. Yeah, I don't want to do no nasty stuff. Brittany, how um, do you plan to win? 
I did see a girl. She was making money off of. Um, she would break watermelons with her butt. But I don't. I know I'm not gonna have that strength. So yeah, because some, some, yeah, we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not, doing, we're not, no, I'm not clicking for that either. I'm not clicking for that one either. <laughs> do something else. Look, I'm just, look, I'm here to help you, man. I, look, I'm here to help you. You know, I'm going to support. We family. All right. It's my dream, not yours. Thank you. Okay. Well, you know, that's why I'm here. I'm here to, I'm here to look, I'm here to, look, I'm not dude. I'm here to hate on your dreams. So you just go ahead and be like, it ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> For my entire family, man, at Radio Influence, man, thanks to my guest, King Keon, or our guest, I should say. Of course, can't do this without Brittany. Um, find me at DJ Eakin across every platform except for YouTube at DJ Eakin TV. And don't forget, as Brittany always says, you got to like, subscribe, hit all the buttons, all that good stuff that we're supposed to tell people, all right? The DJ Eakin Podcast, King Keon, um, we will be talking again soon because um, you might be a Dallas Cowboy fan at some point, and then I'd love to have you back. <laughs> my family, man, thanks, thanks everybody, man, and appreciate you again for being on. Oh, man, I appreciate you. All right, much success. Thank, thank you. I appreciate you.